Now, today's program is not only about uh, the magic of food to bring us together, but also about the remarkable reinvention uh, of a man you're going to find really interesting. And with that, I am going to hand it off to Susie Adams. Great. Thank you, Lou. And thank you, Chef Sam, for being with us today. Can you hear us okay? I can. Great. And it looks like you're in the kitchen. Awesome. I am. That's, yep. that's great. My home away from home. <laughs> that's right. We're we're real informal here. So so as we talk with Chef Sam, if you have questions or thoughts, please put them in the chat and we'll get to them. And Chef Sam, we want to just start by getting you to talk about food and and what food does for us and your love of cooking it runs in your family right so tell us a little bit about your history sure hey everybody i'm sam dimenich chef and owner of your farm to your table um thank you Susie, for having me uh arranging all this this is great uh, i'm really uh honored and privileged to be here um so my history is this i grew up in a restaurant family my grandfather was from Trieste. Uh, he came over in 1956, or no, I'm sorry, 1952. Um, four years later, he opened up the very first Italian restaurant in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, which is where I'm from. It was called the Roma Restaurant, and it was him and my grandmother's restaurant. Um, they lived. It was an old bed and breakfast, and they lived above it. It's a it's a really neat story, and um, you know, and so you know, basically the evolution of that was, um, you know, they had. Uh, my dad, my uncles, and my aunt, and uh, everybody in the family just worked in the restaurant. That's just what we did. Um, so whenever we came around, there were five of us. I'm one of five siblings, five children. And we all worked in the restaurant. And we started, um, all started fussing tables or washing dishes. And, and, um, and then we worked our way up from there, for the most part. Um, you know, for me personally, I'm the only, uh, I'm the only son out of my siblings. So I'm the only boy. And, um, you know, so for me growing up, um, I thought it was the coolest thing to, um, you know, to come to my dad's restaurant after school or, you know, after baseball practice and walk in the kitchen and feel the energy and, um, you know, the pace and the excitement, um, you know, of course, everything, um, all the senses, all those, the, the boxes for senses were checked, you know, with the aromas, um, you know, the food that we cooked. When we served and um, overall, like the, the main undercurrent of, the, of all that was just taking care of people, you know, and, and so that's how I was raised. Uh, that's what we were brought up to do. And, and I'm lucky enough, fast forward uh, to, to 2020 uh, to be able to do that now with uh, my own business here at your farm to your table. Great, thanks. You know, one of the things that I think led to you being named as one of the charlatans of the of the year, along with a couple of other Interact friends, Molly and Tai Wo, was a word that got overused during the pandemic, pivot. And your, but your pandemic pivot is probably one of the most unusual, not just in this region, but but anywhere. Um, you began the year by by beating Bobby Flay. You beat him, and mm -hmm. 
the restaurant upstream was going, things were going great. Then tell us, tell us about that and tell us what happened. Yeah, okay. I'm happy to. So uh, I've been the upstream for the past three years. And the shopping center where upstream is lo was located was called Phillips Place Shopping Center. All right. And so uh, the past couple of years, Phillips Place Shopping Center had been um, kind of under renovation. And I'm mentioning all that because, um, you know, that, that affected us. Right. And, um, and so we had, uh, anticipated 2020 being a strong year for us uh, because the shopping center would be renovated. Uh, there was a place called Restoration Hardware that was being built right in front of us to drive a lot of traffic in. So, you know, I mentioned all that to say that, you know, so the, it was a three-year process of, of extremely hard work and dedication and commitment. And, um, and, you know, so we had high hopes for 2020. The food was coming together, management team, service team, um, you know, all, all, you know, the stars had appeared to be lining up for us. And yeah, I did, I did the food network. We did Bobby Flay and, um, and that was a really, really good time. I have lots of Bobby Flay stories to share at some point, maybe not today, but another time. Uh, but yeah, one and um, you know, and, and it was aired, it aired in uh, January filmed about nine months prior aired in January. And, um, and so that was really, really cool to be able to share that with the community and, and my children and, and all that. Okay. So you know, to fast forward to March, um, you know, to be honest with you, I had blinders on. I was so focused on uh, the restaurant uh, and this year and what we had planned. I was not in the loop, so to speak, you know, what was going on globally with the pandemic. And so everything that happened that affected me and my team and my restaurant happened very, very quickly. So it was very, it, so there was a lot of emotions going on. A lot of decisions had to be made and had to be made quickly. And, um, you know, so it was a very, very difficult time, you know, for myself being in the food, food and beverage industry, uh, of course, my team and the company as a whole, um, you know, which, which I'm, I'm proud to say I worked for, for, you know, a total of seven years. So, um, so yeah, I mean, like, you know, on a Sunday afternoon, I think it was the 15th of March, you know, we had decided we'd held an emergency meeting, decided to close for lunch and try to see where, uh, that would take us. Okay. So we were, we were trying to limit our costs. So closing lunch was a conversation and, and we agreed upon that. Um, and then two days later, a Tuesday afternoon, this is how quickly it happened. So that two days later, that Tuesday afternoon, uh, we were, we were shut down, we were closing and everybody would be laid off slash furloughed. Right. So everything was very, very fluid. Uh, and it happened very, very quickly. So, um, you know, that was the first time, uh, you know, in, in a long time that, um, you know, I wasn't employed, uh, didn't have a restaurant to go to, didn't have a kitchen, you know, and, and it was, so that, that created a lot of feelings, a lot of sadness and, um, you know, just a lot of confusion. So without really knowing what was going to happen next, uh, a couple things happened, you know, and this is a cool, this is a pretty cool story about, you know, I think how, how God has to, an opportunity to impact people's lives. I got a call from a farmer um, that I've been working with for a long time. And, uh, you know, he just had this desperate tone in his voice. He didn't know what he was going to do. You know, all the restaurants were closing down, um, you know, but he had a whole season's worth of crops, you know, right? And, um, 
when I say a whole season's worth of crop, you know, it's from September through December, you know, and, and, and um, you know, and on actually September through that would be the spring. So September through the spring. So there was a big transition. My point is that he had a lot, you know, he had a season's worth of crops and um, didn't know what he was going to do with them. And, um, you know, was just reaching out, you know, so that um, coupled with the fact that I needed to find a way to make a living. You know, I'm a father of two children. Um, you know, I'm a divorced dad. So, you know, I had to make, you know, I had to find a way to make a living. So one thing led to another, um, you know, I told uh, this particular farmer, his name is Isaac at a, at a Winston-Salem, his, his farm is called Harmony Ridge Farms, uh, that I'm going to support him. I don't know how, I don't know to what extent, you know, but I'm going to come to you and I'm going I'm to buy whatever it is you have that's available that needs to go first. So, um, you know, so this, this beautiful produce that he grows, isn't wasted. And I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to, I'm going to engineer a three course menu. Um, it's going to change every day you know, so that I can use up whatever you have. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't have to be repetitive and I, and I don't have to dictate what I purchase from you. You can dictate what you purchase, what you sell to me, however I can support you. And, um, and so that's how the, the, um, that's how our relationship always kind of been, but that's how um, your farms, your table began. That's great. So cool. And would love for you to tell, well, wait just one second. Before we do that, we want to give you all an opportunity to win a meal from your farm to your table. And I promise I'm a good customer and it's fantastic. So to, um, but you have to work for your meal. And the first question, Patrick, if you could put that up on the screen. So what meal did Chef Sam prepare to beat Bobby Flay? Was it shrimp and grits or lobster risotto? And the seventh correct answer will be our meal winner. So just put your answer in the chat and we'll, we'll let um, Chef Sam answer that for us a little bit later. I'm so, glad I didn't give that away. Yeah, well, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. We're, it's a, we're all about the fun here. So, you started this concept, and then what happened? What has surprised you? What have you learned in the process? Yeah, well, I, I should precede all that by saying that, uh, you know, I got sober six years ago, right? So, it's been six years. And so, I'm, I'm heavily invested in the, in the recovery community, right? And so, um, that's all right. Uh, so I stay connected, you know, to a solution-based fellowship, right? We're, we're, you know, we don't, that's our mindset, you know? And so a lot of the direction, a lot of the questions that, um, I'm sorry, a lot of the answers that I hadn't even had questions yet, uh, you know, would come up during our Ben's friends meetings, you know, in, in conversations, uh, you know, just regarding life and decisions and food and beverage. So that has to be mentioned, right? I got to give credit where credit's due. Um, you know, the, you know, the, the rest of, you know, the, the story, it almost kind of goes in chapters, right? I started everything in my apartment, you know, in my little tiny apartment. And, um, you know, we started out doing 10 meals a day and, um, and that was like the projection that I could meet, you know, to, to pay all my bills and, and wait for upstream to open back up. Like that was, that's where my mind was. 
And, um, and so we got a, a little write-up uh, in Charlotte Agenda. And I hope I'm answering your question here. But we got a little write-up in Charlotte Agenda. And so 10 meals a day turned into 30 meals a day. Right, because the write-up was super positive, and Charlotte Agenda has a very, very uh, broad reach in the area. They have a lot of subscribers, you know, and so, uh, so that um, coupled with the fact that, <clears throat> um, you know, I have this voice now, and, and and I was able to use my voice to, you know, to help, um, you know, tell the stories of, of other people, um, you know, the farmers and suppliers more specifically, uh, you know, everything kind of took off. You know, and so in September, we moved into where I am now, which is on the west side of Charlotte. It's called City Kitchen. It's a commissary kitchen. And that's, um, you know, it's given me a lot more resources than, than my little tiny apartment would, you know, where we were literally plating up on couches and, and uh, you know, I have a big pit bull. So sometimes, we, you know, she, she, <laughs> it's funny. She would ride with me on deliveries and, and um, um, you know, it's, it's just a cool story. And, and um you know, and I got to say this too, I have an older sister that, that lives here in Charlotte and, um, and she has been instrumental in, in helping me develop systems to put systems in place and, um, and guide and direct the company as a whole. Yeah, it's, it's really remarkable because you had the idea at a time when people were trapped in their homes mm -hmm. and were looking for convenient solutions they also wanted to help. They wanted to help this industry that was struggling so much. So it was kind of a magical combination. So before yes. we move on, um, tell us what you beat Bobby Flay. What was your meal? Oh, uh, the beat Bobby Flay? Well, the answer is, and whenever I did the, the Bobby Flay show, we used to have to say lines like this and, and, and then do a big pause, you know, for... Uh, uh, you know, dramatic effect. So the answer is, it was lobster risotto. Yeah. Great, great. So what has surprised you the most about the new business model? What did you not anticipate as you started down this path? Oh, well, you know, um, you know, I, I have to say that for me, I just felt like what I was doing was the right thing to do. And it was nothing um, extraordinary about it. Right. And, um, you know, and I mean that, you know, but the outpouring of support from the community, um, you know, and, and the, the traction that, you know, it's given myself and, and my family, uh, you know, as business owners has really, really surprised me the most, you know, and it's, um, is a whole, it's, so I think, you know, I have this relationship with the community. Right. And so, you know, in order to have, a healthy relationship, I think, in life, whether it be friendships, uh, partners, whatever, you know, you have to have trust, and you have to have communication. And all of all of that has to be nurtured, you know, so it's been um, a new, um, really, really touching, and, um, you know, just a heartwarming experience to be able to nurture a relationship with a community like this, I, I would have never seen this coming, um, you know, last year, six years ago, two years ago, you know what I mean? So, so that's been the, I'd have to say that's been the biggest surprise. And, and, um, you know, and so, uh, you know, all that being said, um, we've had a couple of opportunities to give back. I'll touch on a couple of things that, that we're doing as far as growth. Right. So, um, so being a business owner, uh, for the first time I'm, I'm able to, um, you know, direct the direct, um, 
how we want to operate. You know, we've been able to do a couple of different fundraisers this year um, that has given me an opportunity to get back and say thank you to the same community that has, has helped me, lifted me up and guided me along the way. And so one of which was um, Ben's Ranch, which is near and dear to my heart. It's a food and beverage, um, you know, server, uh, recovery-based fellowship, and also 100 Black Men of America, uh, you know, which is an organization that, that mentors uh, African-American youth and helps shape their lives, uh, you know, and, and, and gives them opportunities um, that not everybody has, right? And, um, and so that's been uh, in incredibly um, important to us. The next is we're going to start lunch service next month, you know, and then we'll start uh, a, a catering and events wing as well. And then hopefully by the end of 2021, you know, we'll have a 501c3 wing as well. Uh, that'll help feed uh, and employ underprivileged peoples of our community, specifically, um, you know, the homeless people. Oh, that's fantastic. Thank mm -hmm. you so much. That's really great. One of the other things that you do is you support and really promote local farmers, local farmers markets. Can you say a little bit about that? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, I got to say this too. You know, near where I live in Cotswold, there's this, there's a, a Chick-fil-A, right? And so this Chick-fil-A, uh, ever since the pandemic started and I was able to like not be at work every day, I've realized that there's a line of cars at this Chick-fil-A every single day, right? That drives me crazy because <laughs> there are so many local and independent restaurants, chefs, you know, that have put years, months, weeks, uh, time, commitment, you know, into making a great chicken sandwich. Um, I mentioned that because it was very symbolic on, on, uh, on my conscious and on my heart, my decision-making on how I was going to, um, kind of direct the next phase of my life. And so, you know, I would ride, I'd ride by that Chick-fil-A every day, uh, mid morning or, or afternoon and see that line of cars on my way to a farm or a farmer's market. And, um, you know, and, and that motivated me that, that, that has, that keeps a fire lit within me, you know, as far as supporting um, you know, the, the, the people that are, are the real salts of the earth and the fabric, you know, of, of our community. And those are the farmers and suppliers. Now, as far as local uh, farmers go and, and farmers markets, I love Matthews Farmers Market. I also love Atherton. Um, Uptown Market is one that, um, that we frequent. Uh, and as far as farms goes, everywhere from, you know, Winston-Salem on down to Take a K, South Carolina, we've dropped and Gaston County as well, uh, we paid a visit to. Great, that's wonderful. And one of the things that you do that you didn't mention is on, on when you deliver a meal, it tells you where the products were sourced. So mm -hmm. it's a good idea of where some of those local opportunities and local um, markets and, and farmers are. We have one, I have another question I want to ask you, but I think it may lead into our next trivia question. So Patrick, if you could put that question up. So Sam knew that on election night, a lot of us would need um, to comfort food. And he provided a kind of unique or unusual comfort food meal on election night. What was it? lasagna or meatloaf and mashed potatoes and if you just put your answer in the chat and Patrick the I think our fourth correct answer will be our winner 
So, Chef Sam, what has been your most popular meal? What meal have you gotten the most feedback on? Oh, wow. Probably the crab cakes that we do on Mondays. Have you had those? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, that would have to be it. But see, the thing is, is, you know, I, I have tried to set up, you know, a formula where the proteins are on a, on a schedule, but whatever I garnish first, you want to, yeah. Thank you, man. I'm getting a tuna delivery here. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, that was just flown in from San Diego for an event tonight. Um, yeah. So crab cakes, Monday nights. But the cool thing about that is that uh, availability and whatever is fresh still writes the rest of the menu for us. So I go to the markets every day, every single day, eight o'clock, seven in the morning, eight o'clock. I was up this morning out and about. And, uh, and so, you know, the markets will write the rest of the menu for me, but it has to be the crab cakes. That crab cake uh, recipe probably took me two years and it has a little bit, you know, I'm from the South, but I also lived up North. So it has a little bit of uh, Maryland and a little bit of uh, low country and, um, and a whole lot of Charlotte, North Carolina. And what was the uh, election night meal? Oh, that was lasagna. Yeah. yeah. And that was, that's, that's, my, that's my grandfather's recipe. You know, and I grew up eating that. You know, I'd sneak into the restaurant and, and, and take a big spoonful and put it in a plate, pop it in the microwave, you know, after baseball practice or soccer practice. And, and um, it's so good. It really is so good. So, yeah, all credit goes to him. You know, I'm just... We're just carrying the torch, so to speak. That's great. So uh, how about a holiday hat for a home cook? Oh, you mean like a tip? Yeah, a tip. Give us a hat, a tip, a hat. Yeah. O order from your farms, your table. We'll take care of everything. How about that? <laughs> we, have, we have Christmas. We have holiday packages available up until uh, cutoff is Sunday at uh, 5 o'clock. Yeah. And the lasagna is one of those options, if I'm not mistaken. You can get a full tray of lasagna as well. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Abundant portions. Good. So, yeah. Good, good, good. So you talked a little bit about what you see and what you're planning for next year. Are there other things that you're thinking about as potentially we emerge from this somewhat quarantine that we're that we're all living in. What do you see in the food and beverage industry in 2021? I well on on a personal level, you know, I plan on collaborating with a lot of other smaller businesses, right? To 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 support them and they can support me. Over here at City Kits, we're home to 17 different chefs. Uh, everybody uh, trying to to use their own voice and create their own voice in order to make an impact. So I plan on doing a lot of collaborations, uh, lifting people up, you know, with food. We still have food, like that hasn't been lost on us, you know, and food, is, I think to, for me personally, food is so powerful, so unifying. And, um, you know, I think it's something that uh, despite, you know, the way the world is sometimes, we can still agree upon that. So, you know, that's, that's those are my plans, you know, just stay on course and, and you know, serve the community as best I can. That's great. Thank you so much, Chef Sam.
Um, and I think that's a perfect way to end, food unifies. We, it, it really does, it brings us together and it's something we can, everyone can agree upon. That's right. So, so Lou, with that, we'll kick it back to you. Great, great. And perhaps we can make sure that Chef Sam's information is uh, in the chat for everyone. Uh, but thank you so much, Chef. I'll tell you, we celebrate authenticity here, just the genuine heart that shines through and how influential that is. And what a great way to wrap up our year with you. It, your story is one that it just helps us make sense of, of a nonsensical year and restores our faith in God's presence in everything. So we thank you, thank you for helping us uh, usher out this year. Again, everyone, uh, think about that recipe that you love and how food unites us and think about including it in your Christmas meal. And think about too participating in Chef Sam's incredible offering that has such a remarkable story behind it. We'll be back on the 14th of January. And again, it will be to look at the you know, radical non-resolution resolution, what that means. And if you have a goal, how, how you might go about it. But since we've been together now for, well, since March 15th, about the time that Chef Sam started uh, discontinuing lunch and in no time at all had, uh, we all had realized what was coming about with the pandemic. Thank you for being with us. We wish you a happy holiday and um, a new year that is kinder and gentler to us all. Thanks so much. Have a good day. Thank you all. Yeah. Thanks again, Chef Sam.